Hello, everybody. This is the one-year anniversary of Mission Prep. Yay. Um, we have a really good guest for you today. Turned out to be a great conversation. And we also have a new sponsor to announce for you guys. Adaptive Tactical. They are an Idaho company. Um, they've been, they have over 40 years of firearm design and a passion of stretching the boundaries of firearm innovation. So I'm kind of reading off of something right now. I'm going to let you guys know that, but I'll tell you how I really feel also is I've toured their facility, really cool facility, good people. Everybody there that's involved I've met has been awesome. And <clears throat> they are coming on board to help us grow the show. So you guys should definitely go check them out, Adaptive Tactical. Um, we will be doing a giveaway. We have some stuff from them. Um, but in order to do that, you're going to need to go follow us on Instagram and we are at mission prep podcast and they are at adaptive underscore tactical and we'll be announcing that this week. So you should probably go on there and check that out and follow it. Um, it's a good giveaway too. There's some good stuff in there. So I recommend checking that out. Um, if you go to the website, adaptive tactical.com and at checkout, use the code M P 20. That'll give you 20% off of your order, whatever you order. And that does not include if they already have a, a thing going with the discounts and stuff like that. You can't get more than one discount. But anything that's not already discounted, you get 20% off using MP20 at checkout. And in addition to that, our listeners get free shipping of anything over $50. That's which, incredible. Which isn't hard to do on, on a website. On their website, you can spend 50 bucks and get free shipping. Yeah, get yourself a butt stock, pistol grip. Yeah, so they have yeah stocks, grips. They do they do a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, go absolutely. check go check them out. Uh, MP twenty at checkout, and that'll get you twenty percent off at Adaptive Tactical. And I guess we can well, we'll mention the other sponsors yeah. too. I Mount, prefer the MP forty though. You mentioned you, you talk about that sponsor, Mountain Primal. If you guys haven't heard, we're sponsored by Mountain Primal. That's a fact. They have absolutely great meat. I'm actually getting some more. I ran out. Mm-hmm. Had some ribeye and oh, dude, yeah. My favorite thing is the fuel sticks, little protein packs. Yeah, fuel sticks, sticks are all. Well, but that's what's cool about those is because obviously you can take them wherever you want. If you want to go hunting, you're gonna go camping, you're gonna go hiking. Mm-hmm. There they are. If you just want to give them to your kids, so they'll shut up. There you go. You kids love them too. Kevin in the face with it. Yeah, and it's not like slim gyms. They don't fucking give you heartburn. No, and so. they're they're way more protein packed and, and they're way healthier. Yeah, absolutely. They don't have all the shit. So, yeah, Mountain Primal, code Mission Prep at checkout. Get you 15% off. So, Mountain Primal, Adaptive Tactical. Let's get in the episode with Rob Oberst. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> Hi. All right, so we are here for... Our one-year anniversary episode. We've been trucking along, and things have changed and adapted, and here we are. And we have a guest on here today that most of you probably already know who he is, but if you don't, you're going to get to know him. So, Rob Oberst, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell him who you are. Thanks for having me, man. Am yes, I, this is the part where I'm supposed to take my pants off, right? Yeah. Yes. Mine are already off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. We've been, you know, because we knew you lived in town, and we're like, one of these days, we're going to sit down and fucking talk with that guy, and things worked out, ended up getting in touch, and here we are. Phones are vibrating. That happens. It's it's on silent. <laughs> so it's just, I always I always usually keep mine right under my balls because it feels good when it goes off and it vibrates. <laughs> mine's, mine's sitting I there. I lost that. I stopped doing that back in the day when there was the BlackBerry scare. You remember that? Yeah. You remember the BlackBerry scare? Yeah. The testicle scare of the yep. or was it late nineties or uh, early two thousands? Early two thousands. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So everyone was like worried about their balls. So like I I still don't do it even though I'm sure it's safe now. <laughs> I carry it in my front pocket all day, and it's right there. Yeah, I'm probably gonna die. No, when you when you actually that's the thing is we can scare people by saying certain words and scare ta- using certain scare tactics then to incite fear. But when you actually know, like when somebody's got five gigahertz, mm. this is still not a high enough frequency short wavelength, right? 
like gamma ray bursts, right? Very high frequency, short wavelength. Shit tears your DNA apart. You're fucked, like in seconds, right? This is not even close to that. I mean, not even on a fucking magnitude of like. Right, but is it at anywhere like on the scale that would bother you? Were, no. were the old BlackBerry ones though? No, not even at, not even at five Gs, dude. Um, at five gigahertz, I mean. But it's is it, they were less Gs back then. So like, I, and that phone was more dangerous than our phones now. Yeah, this is higher frequency, shorter wavelength. So the shorter the wavelengths, you're squishing the weight, like long wavelengths, like microwaves and stuff. So which are micros are um, um, in the 10 to the minus six. Then you have uh, like radio waves, which can be like 30 meters, right? It's so long and so long of a wavelength. It's not really gonna interact with your body in a way that's gonna harm it. Mm. And so um, the frequencies the cell phones are still using this isn't a powerful or short wavelength, uh, high frequency to, sorry, high frequency or short wavelength enough to like fuck with your DNA or anything like that. So all um, that was basically to say my balls are okay. Yeah. 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 Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, even that's I, what you want from the guy telling you your balls are safe. You want true. the fucking explanation. He's like, no, I'll tell you why your nuts are safe, bro. Uh, <laughs> that's what you need. So let's start with. What in the world brought you to Idaho? Oh, that's an easy one, man. I, I got a little boy. And so I was uh, in Texas, and um, we, we moved from California to Texas. So instead of doing the whole, everyone gets upset when you go California to Idaho, right? <laughs> so I, I, like, washed myself clean. I baptized myself <laughs> in the Texas little detour. Desert. Yeah. So now everyone's like, oh, you're from Texas. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. If you only knew. <laughs> uh, I was raised by hippies in Northern California. Yeah. So, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I, we were in Texas and we were all planning. I, I divorced from my wife and, and, um, her and I were planning on going to Texas to do everything there. It didn't, it didn't feel right and it didn't work out for her. And so, she wanted to be up here. They live just over the border, um, which for us is like, what's it, six miles? And um, she wanted to be close to her family. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you, for one, I can't force you to do anything else. And two, like, I totally understand it. So came out here and uh, love it, man. I freaking love it. This is, I mean... I, I repeatedly tell people that this is probably the only state who can teach Texas a thing or two about freedom. And I truly mean that. I love Texas. I love Texas very much. And um, I, 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 I'm so pleased to have found that Idaho has everything that I like about Texas. And it's also got a little bit more. You know, I mean, for me, the, the freaking heat and humidity of Texas <laughs> ate me up, man. I, yeah. I, you get used to it, but I train outdoors. I do. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I'm a professional strongman. I've been a professional athlete my whole life. I've never had a real job unless you consider, you know, bouncing a real job. And, uh, you know, I, I work out all the time. And so being in Texas, it would be, you know, on a cold day in the summer, it's 110, 90% humidity. And you just... You've got a headache just walking out the door, you know. And yeah. You could try and carry yokes and heavy weights. It's a, it's a lot of work. And so here we've got a little bit of elevation, which makes me feel better with uh, prep and everything, and mm -hmm. then also the weather, and then the people. I, I like I said, I was raised by hippies in California, and so I, I've got like the inner workings of probably like four or five different types of people, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I'm very hippie. I'm, I'm sitting here barefoot right now. Like I'm, I love being barefoot. I'm very much into doing weird drugs in the woods and, and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. I'm yeah. very into that. And, uh, I'm also, you know, my, my father was in motorcycle clubs, we'll call them. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been around the rough crowds, too. I like I like the guns, and I like all the other stuff, too. So, like, you know, I, I feel almost like this, like, floating amoeba of everything. So I, that, that kind of fits here in Idaho, you know? We've yeah. got a lot of people from different spots, a lot of people specifically from Idaho who hold that old-school value that holds strong as well. And, and 
it's perfect size, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I don't want to freaking brag too much about it and have it, people move. We've, out we've here. talked about it yeah. here before. It's horrible, and you should probably not move here. Yeah, unless you want to live in a potato. Yeah, man. that's like, all. That's all here we is have potatoes. is potatoes. Yeah, if you potatoes and Mormons. <laughs> no, if you like out, if you like being outdoors and fucking, you know, shooting guns, go to Montana. Go to Montana. Go to Montana. Yep. <laughs> New Mexico's yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, no, like what you were just saying about the way you were you were raised. I was raised kind of similar. Mm-hmm. My parents were like hippies that had guns and that hunted and my dad same thing rode bikes he was in the marines hippie as hell he'd go out in the garage and smoke pot which i didn't know growing up that old, he was doing old that school, mm. old school old uh, school military guys really switched their like mentality mm-hmm. after their service for oh, the yeah. most part you know mm-hmm. my dad was the same when he got mm-hmm. back from nam became a whole different person yeah and yeah that's how like and my mom was raised she was raised in Idaho country as can be, but also kind of hippie, kind of country. And so I was raised. There's with a lot a, of similarities with with true country folk yeah. and, and hippies. Yeah. And I'm talking about old school hippies. When I say hippies, I mean like people who are actually about love and peace yeah. and and self um, regulation, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Nowadays, hippie means something totally different. Yeah. I, I, I mean the like old yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. that's exa- exactly what I'm talking about. And it's. I think the Kevin kind of came from comes from the same cloth as well. Like that makes an interesting person that you have parents that that are like that. And it's kind of same with my wife and myself. We're not the same at all. We have different things about us, and our kids are going to get both those and hopefully turn out to be good people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you, all you can hope for. You find yeah. some you find some balance, but within that balance, I feel like there's some sort of like it can be a healthy environment too. Like my mom's the same way. We grew up in the North End, you know, and she my mom's a hippie, and she like that version of the hippie the one that's just like you know what please don't die i'll see you tonight like they just everything let's go right if you fuck up it's like there's only but only thing about love there's never criticism it's not the kind of mother that's like right you're not good enough you need to do this never made you go to school never cared about grades because it didn't no really it didn't fit. matter Same it was about being a good person here. first because mm-hmm. we do know a good person will make good so this is not to get older which we have we're obviously good people and we don't fuck up we're not in prison you know, and then there was the other, like, my dad also rode for, like, Brother Speed here, you know, and everything. And he's a total fucking tight ass. So, it's like, you had to find balance somewhere in there between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you also had to learn, like, for me, <laughs> my family was that way, too. But I, they never cared, like, if I went to school. Like, I could, I, my senior year, they pulled me in the office. And um, I remember it was, like, two weeks before graduation. And uh, uh, the office assistant lady had this crazy look on her face she made me sit there and then the principal came in and you never talk to the principal in my school it's this huge california school like yeah you only talk to him i mean the the one kid i knew who had to have a meeting with him spit in his face during a fight and oh, I, I saw him spit in the principal's face and i was like oh crap and then everyone was like oh he's got to sit with the principal now and so that was like this huge deal so the principal comes in and he's got a calendar and on the calendar like 90% of the thing was marked in red. And he goes, see these? Every red date was dates that you skipped school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like you're telling my story right now. Yeah. And I wasn't supposed to graduate. He was like, you have, you have not um, uh, like uh, passed whatever credit you need. You haven't mm-hmm. uh, gone to school enough. You've not hit enough um, you know, markings or points. I'm, I'm at a loss for words for how he said it. It's been so long since high school. But, um, you know, like I, I basically, everything didn't add up to graduating. And he was like, it was crazy. As everyone knew. I was, I was an all-state football player. I was second team All-American. There was schools flying in every week. And that didn't happen in my school. My school, we were surfers. We were skaters. And there was a lot of gangbanging and stuff. And so like, for someone to achieve athletics like that in that school, it was a big deal. And I think that was the reason why he gave me an out. He mm. was like, he was like, look, you uh, take one one extra course for like a week at the beginning of summer, and you go do two hours of cleaning like of the the property, and then you're good. They let me walk and everything. I got my diploma, and I still didn't go back for that like week course in the summer. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. yeah. When I, when I was in high school, similar story. I didn't go. I skipped so much. Did your parents school. care? Yes and no. It was kind of a, because it was a similar thing. Like as long as you're being a good person, that's what matters. But they did want me to graduate high school. I know that. And 
And the thing was, was I was skipping a lot without them even fucking knowing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I've ever told this story on here before, but one day my parents went to work. I went to school and then me and my best friend went back to my house. We're like, let's go back to sleep. And I, I had a basement room and so it was nice and dark and cool. We went down there, turn off all the lights. We're laying down to sleep. My buddy, which I think I told you about him, he's six foot eight. Mm. He passed away last year. Big, heavy guy, right? He's laying on my futon mattress. I'm laying on the couch. We're both sleeping. All of a sudden, upstairs, I hear boom, 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 foot, foot, footsteps coming across. I'm like, oh, fuck, my dad's here. I hear him coming down the stairs, and I tell John, my friend, like, dude, act like you're asleep. Just fucking act like you're asleep. So we close our eyes, and he comes in, and my dad thinks it's me on the futon. Uh-huh. And John was probably 400 pounds, and my dad grabs the futon, just flips it over, and John hits the ground. He realizes it's not me. He comes over to me. And my dad never laid a hand on me. Yeah. Never had to. I was terrified of him and never touched me. He comes over to me and I said something about like, what the fuck are you doing? And he raised his fist and I'm like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> and he stopped. Get up. Go to school. Yes, sir. And then we got up and we went to John's house. So <laughs> we, I've, never, I've never heard of anyone ditching school and going and sleeping. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we did. Yeah. We, well, where I was, we were, our school was couple blocks from the beach so mm. we would all like rally and go to beer can yeah. beach with beers and stuff you know we, we would do stuff like that too but that day man it was we're going back to sleep and that was a terrible idea my because my dad had just he was a driver for work and he was out on his route and he happened to drive by the street and saw my bronco sitting out front and he's uh, like oh what's this fucking kid doing yeah i thought i was gonna die that day but but no i mean like i ended up uh all of my friends either got kicked out or dro- dropped out of our high school. Yeah. And so then I'm left by myself and they all went to the alternative high school. Uh-huh. And I asked my parents, I'm like, can I go there? Cause usually kids get sent there. They don't ask to go there. And I ended up going there, which was a mistake. Cause then I ended up dropping out Yeah. and I Those didn't alternative high schools are rough. Oh, it was rough. And the crowds there. I mean, you have, there was a lot of fights, a, a lot. And they, sure. they called our group of guys, the cowboy gang. Cause everybody wore belt buckles and cowboy hats uh-huh. and Wranglers back in that those days. And they labeled us as a gang, which was ridiculous right. because we were involved in violence and stuff. But anyway, I ended up dropping out. I got my GED. And so I kind of think back and wish like, man, I wish my parents would have pushed me a little harder. So yeah. I would have stayed in. For me, for sure. I wish. I, I, I mean. Bring that mic a little closer. All there those. I, <laughs> I have, My mom still has this giant box that's probably big as the back of your pickup right there. And it's okay. full of letters from all these different colleges offering me scholarships and begging me to come out and everything. And to know that that was like on the table and yet I still had to go through all the fucking crazy shit I had to go through just to get where I'm at. Just because I didn't take education seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was homeless. I sold drugs. I had a hit put out on me. Like all all this crazy ass shit and and more. All all simply because like I just thought school was stupid, mm-hmm. you know. And it would have been that easy. Like I I already agreed to go to Nebraska out of high school, and I, I had to miss out on that scholarship and to uh, do junior college Mm -hmm. and if i would have just gone straight to nebraska it would have been a different life (laughs) but honestly when you look at it now i'm happy the way that it came out well yeah it is what it is and i feel like my character is better because of it i feel like my son's life will be so much better because of what i went through and you know like i know how to you know, be prepared for college now. Mm-hmm. You I, also know how to tell him what not to do. Exactly. That's, I'm the same with my kids. Yeah. And also like, like your father, I, I'm, I can't, I, I, he's, I don't even think he's intimidated by me because he, <laughs> he, he's got me by the balls. Cause he knows, he knows that like, he's my entire world, mm-hmm. like not even close. He's everything. And He's just so so well behaved that I've never even really had to do much more than like maybe once or twice raise my voice. Mm-hmm. But I've told him I was like, because his mom spanked him before, and he was like saying, you know, it was just a little like like that, you know, like nothing serious. He's he's just turned six, and I'm telling you, he's a good kid. You you guys know mm-hmm. him. he's a good boy. Yeah. And so it's never been like you know we caught him stealing or anything like that where he deserves a real spanking. But um, after his mom patted his butt one time he he said something to me and he's like he said uh, 
daddy, would you spank me like that? And I was like, buddy, look at my hands. <laughs> I promise Hands you, are as big as you are. I promise you I will never hit you. I promise you I will never hit you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like going further. He's like, but why? Why wouldn't you? And I was like, well, when your mom hit you, how much did it hurt? And he's like, oh, not too much. It was, I was just sad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but if daddy hits you, it's really going to hurt, bud. <laughs> so there's, yeah. no, there's no reason for me to do that. There's, there's like none. Well, that's, you know, the first day I met you in person, because something about like, I know you don't like to call yourself a celebrity, but you're kind of a celebrity and celebrities, quote unquote, can have this allure to them that people think they know them already. They, they already know if they like them or they don't like them when in all reality, they probably don't know the real fucking person at all. Most certainly. And the first day I met you, you were with your son and I'm watching you, how you interact with him and me being a dad of a boy, the same age. That means more to me than almost anything. When I watch a, the way a guy handles his children yeah. and seeing how involved you were <clears throat> and all that shit, and I'm like, okay, now I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's become buddies. Because yeah. I, I really res- – and then the next day when we came over to your place and I saw the way you interacted and you intera- the way you interacted with me and Kevin's kids. Yeah. I just like kids, man. Yeah, me too. I grew too. up one of ten siblings. I love kids. Atlas <clears throat> spoiled me. Like, I mean, I've never – I, f- I feel like I've almost missed out on part of the childhood having children experience because I've, I've he doesn't like push me or rebel or anything. <laughs> he he definitely checks his edges, but like he's the kind of kid he'll come home and he'll be like, Dad, I think I did something wrong today. I, I accidentally said stupid when I was trying to say something else, and I just had to tell you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're, you're heart of gold. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so sweet. So. Yeah. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm wanting two more kids, and I feel like one of them's definitely going to be the devil. It has to be. <laughs> well, and, and that's part of the family system. When you, re- when you like, psychology research a family system, that's going to happen. Because sure. it's not just you three anymore, either, or just you and him, or just him and his mom. Now it's him and a sibling, him and a sibling and you, or, yeah. you know, there's all mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, that variation in there. He wants a sibling, though. He, be- he begs for a little brother, a little sister. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's also the kid who, like, when we're around other kids, he'll like go help little kids up and take care of them and stuff. Well, and also you being strong, man, your big beard tattoos. When people see someone that looks like yourself from the outside, that's a rough motherfucker. Right. You know, and which I'm sure you can be a rough motherfucker if you have to, but seeing you that day with your kid, I'm like, this guy's got, got a good heart. Yeah. And And that's that's my ultimate place. You know, that's like, that's where I feel centered. And you see it in the kids because there are definitely guys out there that come off as cool fucking guys, but when you see how their kids are, you're like, that guy's got demons because that's not how he really is. Right. Like people think I'm a little like, I'm a little intense sometimes, but you see my kids like, oh, they're super fucking nice. Cause that's a really high end with my kids. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Whereas your kids you know, reflect you a lot, you know, right. and, and everyone, I mean, you guys specifically, I've, I've known you guys for now. It's been like almost a month and I see everything inside your children like your your children is such a reflection of who you both are it's it's mm-hmm. insane and everyone's that way you know i mean it's just whether or not we accept it or see it you know you yeah. always see those people in the grocery yeah. store that are like they're screaming as soon as they get in and they've been screaming the whole mm-hmm. two hours they've been walking around and th- there's no question as to why those kids have a harder time mm-hmm. yeah and what I, th- what I think is a really good idea when you have kids that come from good people you can teach them more because they're not dealing with other shit so they can really learn. Right. And I'm talking about outside of the classroom environment. Mm-hmm. Like all of our kids should be together learning how to fucking tie knots, how to save someone else in a pool, how to get behind a long gun. Like, yeah, I said that. Get a fucking kid under it behind a gun. Mm-hmm. Atlas has got a cricket. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Exactly. So That's cricket. what I mean. Like a 22, a cricket, something. Yeah. You know, well, he's, he got practice. it when he was five and that was as big as we'd go. And, and we do the, the same. We I'm an Eagle Scout and... Um, you know, because of that, I like to do different things. I haven't really set him up as far as being in like scouts or any of that stuff, but you know, making sure that he's prepared to tie knots, right? Which, mm-hmm. which to me, I always thought was like super dorky. It's funny you brought it up, but I'm good at it because uh, <laughs> scouts, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So. But that's why it's, it's the community environment. Are we going to push him off to school and are we going to rely on the school to do that? Or are we them gonna... raise us, right. them raise them, or we raise yeah. them? Like, as fathers, can we get together and like. 
like, hey, what do you know I don't? What do you know? What can we all put together and right. teach each other and teach the kids yeah. together? That's one of those know, things like, that's almost impossible to avoid in this state. Like, again, this is going to be the last nice thing I say about Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really worried about it. We already grew so much. And right now, between Boise and Meridian, we have two of the top five uh, growing cities yeah. in America, as yeah. well as they had the most growth in home value over the last two years. I just saw mm-hmm. that. And we don't have the roads to maintain it, so yeah. fuck off. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off, man. We're growing potatoes. Unless you're here. like really fucking cool, then you can move no, here. No, not even them, man. We don't even want nobody else. Nobody. Joe, Rog- Joe Rogan's not even invited out here. Yeah. Nobody. So, um, but, but being in Idaho, you you have to deal with that in some way or another. Like living in California, and California is like, two different states and living in Texas, Texas is like about five different states. I mean, people really, people from outside Texas, they're like, Oh yeah, Houston and Dallas are the same. And it's like, <laughs> go, go to Houston, go to Dallas, go to El Paso, go to San Antonio, go, go to Austin <laughs> and tell me that those are the same fucking state. It's not, but here in Idaho, you are around so many people, the percentage of not, not numbers wise, but percentage, the percentage of people who are active in rearing a child that way, who are like consistently um, searching out other people to keep them active with or, or to like teach them and all that. Like it's, it's just so ingrained in such a high percentage of people in this state that it's, it's like your kid might be the weird one. If you're like not teaching him to, to go camping or to go outside or to to play with a ball even all that stuff all the normal kid stuff that's kind of been put to the wayside here that's the normal still mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. and i mean it it changes a little like growing up here i was just having this conversation with somebody the other day me and kevin when we were kids we'd be out on our bicycles all day we'd, we'd ride downtown boise go to the skate park shit like that now i probably wouldn't let my kid go because there's too many too much fucking traffic there's too many people i'd be worried about them getting hit but so I mean, there's some changes, but you still do have like yeah. those core yeah. values that I grew up with. I try to pass on to my kids. I'm not perfect by any means. There's well, shit like I think about things like I, I want to teach them, and it's like oh, okay, I need to do that because I haven't done that yet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the scary part is, like I said, it, it, it is other people. You know, when we have a we have a foundation of the things we want to do and how we interact with other people and their kids, and then there's someone who sits like trying to cross the road of you in a neighborhood and then some people are just going by like 40 miles an hour and yeah. not stopping when it's cross. Yeah. Like those are the people it's like, it's like, it's just hard to approach. How can I, I can't change that person. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't go fucking fight. Well, they're fight not going to hear you either. They're not going to hear me. Like, but, like there's, it's, it's one of those situations where like if you went and said everything that they needed to hear, it wouldn't matter. No. You know, like they have to want to be, yeah. or, or an old man. Follows you to your driveway. Yeah, yeah. Both of us have had crazy road experiences in the last. I couldn't like that's. First of all, that's really stupid. Following someone to their house, you don't know what the fuck's getting out of that car. Right. You don't know what they're getting out with. If you had your kid with you, like (laughs) different story there. Then, then you got to be like, all right, well, I need to protect them before anything happens. And like I told you the story, I didn't feel any threat. The guy was like seventy something years old. Right. He followed me to my driveway, but if it was a younger man, like my. I would have been more intense getting out, looking in my mirror, seeing it was an old guy. I got out calm, and I, I try. I would have tried, probably tried to stay calm because that's yeah. how you diffuse stuff. But of course, also, and I told the guy, I'm like, "Hey, following someone to their driveway is not a good idea, it's man. Not, it's not yeah. safe." That's I could have got out with a gun. He doesn't know what what's coming out of that yeah. car. And that's the thing well, is, if, if it would have yeah. been me and I would have had my son in the car, I wouldn't have got out waving a gun, yeah. but I would have got out with a gun in <clears> my <throat> in my on my person. Mm-hmm. And for sure, it's like. I don't care even if somebody cut me off. I would not follow them to their driveway. Yeah. That's that's stupid. Yeah. You're going to their turf and who knows what the fuck's coming Because you out. don't know what they're going to do. Because remember, fear is your brain telling you to be careful, right? And so if I'm trained to use that fear to be careful and to eliminate a threat, say someone does that to me and they get out and they have a face tattoo, I'm sorry for because of media, because of movies, or because of reality, I associate that with a threat and so you may have just fucked yourself. Like yeah. if you get out of the car, I might just ball you up mm-hmm. or stab you. I don't you know what I mean? Like yeah. I like have knives. But at that point, when you, especially following someone to their house, huge no-no. But if that person were to then get out and step on your driveway, like oh, yeah. it's just. 
Well, that, that's crossing the line, like literally, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. That's them saying they don't care about your boundaries. I'm here yeah. to hurt you. Right. Well, and for the, you guys listening, a guy said I cut him off, and I don't think I did. And my wife would say otherwise because yesterday I almost, someone almost hit us and it was my fault after that but anyway <laughs> in a parking lot but don't worry we beat this old man's ass <laughs> yeah it was, it was he was 80 and he was crying it was carnage we had to get his grandchildren out here to pick him up <laughs> but no the guy thought I cut him off he followed me into my neighborhood to my house which I didn't realize I thought maybe it was somebody lived in the neighborhood if I knew he was following my, my house I probably wouldn't have pulled in the driveway so right. I, don't, I don't want him knowing where I no, live. No, fuck no. And I pulled I, in. I do that. Every time I pull into the house, I look around. Yeah. People fucking watch. Well, and I pulled in, and sure enough, he just stops right behind me, long ways in the street. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I see he's an old man. I'm like, all right, this is going to be all right. Yeah. And I get see, out, and he's yeah. you cut me off. Like, and he wasn't even yelling, but he yeah. wasn't happy. See, if you know you're going to cut somebody off, just wave at them like, thanks, and wave at him. Like, <laughs> Bro, that, no, just, just like two weeks before that, I was driving with my son. There's one of the roads, one of the lanes was shut down on uh, 84. Is it 84? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm new. It's only <laughs> been a year. <laughs> so one of the lanes was shut down 84, and I'm driving right next to uh, a, big wig, a big rig that's shipping beer and stuff locally. And I'm not going to say the company, and I, anyways, but uh, there's about 150, 200 yards until the lane ends, and I'm dead smack in the middle so i can either like hit the brakes get behind them or i can gun it and get in front of them there's plenty of room on either side so i was just like eh, whatever like i'll gun it and get in front it's 80 miles per hour there i only had to go like 90 to get in front of him so not really he probably wasn't doing 80 no and so as i'm going to pass him he guns it and he just revs right up and puts me into the cones. Like, I, I knocked over a couple cones. Shoves me up. And, like, I'm literally, like, what looked like centimeters, probably just barely inches away from this guy. Wow. And I, I get in front of him. And he's, like, still trying to run me off the road. And finally, like, he gives up. And I I'm, I'm, couldn't believe that that happened in the first place. And then where, where the traffic stops, like, about, you know, another... 500 yards up the road traffic stopped for a minute and i'm sitting there and he's like flipping me off and all this stuff and i learned a long time ago living in la getting upset means they win right so like i've done the whole sit there in my car and scream and had someone laugh at me as they drove off and i was like i will never fucking do that again ever so this guy's behind me flipping out and screaming and cussing and i just waved at him and i gave him the thumbs up and and that was it and it's like i i know how that feels and that's like basically the only repercussion the only like uh reaction i could have that would get any type of response other than like more berating and screaming and all that stuff that's the only way that i i could think of that would make him feel a little silly Mm mm-hmm if I just totally went the opposite way. That's diffusing the situation, too. Two. And yeah. so he he puts it in park, jumps out of his truck in on the highway, in the middle of the highway, and marches up to the side of the car and starts screaming and motherfucking me, uh, and literally standing on the highway. And I'm like, your company is like right there on the side of your truck. Billboard. It's got a number right there. You've got a giant uh, bush, or not... Um, Budweiser sign on there, which guess what? I, I've been one of their main title like uh, athletes for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I've got twenty numbers I could call that would fucking ruin you. Like like you you don't know what you're doing. Also, you're in the middle of the fucking highway. Like even if I was just n- someone who had no idea about anything, like that's that's a huge no no. Yeah. you're not supposed to get out of your car. Yeah, and he's screaming and cussing, and I put my window down. I was going to say, did he see you? He, he did. He, 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 <laughs> so like he marched up like he was tough. And then I put my window down very calmly. As I, being a bouncer for a long time, it's, it, it's very eerie to some people. I'm extremely calm in crazy situations like that, like altercations, all that kind of stuff. I got in a fight in the back of a taxi cab in London, and I don't think my, <laughs> my heart rate raised one bit. Not, not, a, not even a bit. And the guy I was fighting was my size. I'd pay to oh, see Jesus. that. <laughs> yeah. And so um, he's, he's at the front, and I'm just, I'm just letting him finish as I didn't, I didn't want to, like, cut him off and then have that become the new argument, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been married. I know how to do it. <laughs> I let him finish all of his shit, and I was like, bud, you're standing in the highway screaming at me and I've got a five-year-old sitting back there 
if you don't go back and get in your truck, I'm going to get out and you're not going to like it. And he goes, well, fuck that. And then he walks off. It's like, all right. So that's, that was, in my opinion, the best way to handle it. But I was so upset and Atlas was bawling. He's like freaking out, crying. And then he wants to like, he, he needs to understand like, uh, if the cops are going to come and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's a kid. Like he was so stressed out about it. And I, I was pissed. So like I, I called the company and I was yelling and screaming on the answer machine and everything. And then the next day they called me back and wanted to know who it was. And I was like, man, don't worry about it. The guy, the guy doesn't need to lose his job over this. Mm-hmm. And we're all in a situation. Every single one of us right now, is going through something. It's never been like this in the history of the world other than maybe when the Black Plague was happening. Mm. And even then, there were parts of the world that didn't really feel it. We are all in some kind of foxhole right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to take that guy's job because of some fucking two-minute mistake on the road, Mm -hmm. you know? What if that guy's got kids himself and all that? So... He looked he looked like a decent enough dude, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was might have been having a bad day, and like you said, <clears throat> right now people are on edge. A little like I drive for a living, I'm out there every day, and I see it every day. People are a little bit more on edge because everybody's whether it's COVID, whether it's you don't have a job, whether whatever's going on right now, everybody's a little bit on edge because nobody's happy with what's going on. I don't care what political party people are with, nobody's 100 percent happy with what's going on in the world right now. No. So I think people are a little bit on edge, and I. I've been in, I get in a lot of situations because I'm on the road every single day where road rage could happen. And I always try to be like, okay, just, just like you said, wave at them. Usually cool. if you wave at somebody, and like yesterday when I said I almost got hit in a parking lot, I took the blame. I told my wife right away, I'm like, yeah, it was my fault. I'm, I fucking blinked right there. It was his turn to go and I cut the guy off in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like high speed or anything. Right. But it's like, either if it's your fault, take the fucking blame. If it's right. your fault, which can be hard to do. It's hard to say you're wrong. Or just like you said, wave at them. Kill with kindness, like they say. You wave, and most of the time, because I have had people, you know, I'll pull out in a semi, and a semi doesn't go very fast. I'll pull out in front of people, because sometimes it's the only opening I have. Mm -hmm. There's horns honking. I'll say, thanks, you know, thanks for letting me in, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. People take a lot of, people take small things as a slight, because maybe they're not used to it. Because this is just a, this is just a a different era. This is the era of getting up, going to work, coming home. Watching football, drinking beer, eating pizza, and repeat. You know, it's it's been that era for a long time. I think the yeah. difference now is a lot of people have. I mean, every podcast that's ever been done has gone over the same shit. Where it's like, well, nowadays people can talk online and there's no repercussions, mm-hmm. and now everyone also feels like their voice is more important because they have people that they can yell at online. It's all we all know where we're at. It's it's. It's a product of our time. And I think the best thing that any of us could possibly do is not be that product. Right. I agree. And And just be fucking nice. And honestly, if people... Being nice. If people are just... If you are feeling neurotic, like I fucking dare you right now. Anyone listening, I fucking dare you. If you're local, obviously. Or even if you're not. I'll give you his address. Don't worry. (laughs) No. I dare you to like contact us and come work out with me. Come work out. Come shooting with me. Anything. I will blow my fucking homework off and hang out with people. Yeah. You know, um, you know what I mean? I, I've always said that too. It's like, I have a fucking gym in my garage. Let's work out. Let's go run. Let's go do anything. If you want to go on a hike, I'm always down. People, I can't make that offer. Out. I'm not. Well, you're, Cause then I'll get actual I was assholes gonna say. who actually have no, no real, like want like to develop a type. You're doing it as like an opening to like show that you're a regular person, show that you can spend time and have like a common bond show that, you know, like if, if they can, if they can hang with you, it's also showing that they've got a little bit more grit than whatever. There's a whole lot of points to your, you being able to do it with mine. I would end up being drugged and probably skull fucked in my sleep. Well, I was going to say too, like, well, half of it's honestly mental health. It's like, the skull fucking? Yeah, that. Of <laughs> yeah, course. that you half. Get, fuck your brain, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just mean that, like to get like maybe you go to the same gym every day. Like, man, I want some perspective. I want to change it up. 
Go hang out with Kevin. I know. Okay. So it's not ego. So it's not a threat. Because the way you were saying I dare you, I thought it was that's more like, it oh. was more like, oh, you want to fuck around? Come come eat this dick. No, you know? that's just <laughs> like, my personality. Because I, I was so, going to say, we're not big enough yet that we have a bunch of people yet. that hate us. No, like Because no. we, we, we have had. So what he was saying makes more sense now that yes, we understand it. I agree. Because yeah. so I, I, thought, I thought like, the same thing. I he's offering sexual favors. Yeah. Skull fuckings and all. Skull fuckery. I got dare someone actually like have like. To not feel like, oh, I'm going to put Kevin out or something like yeah. that. No, come yeah. change your perspective for a day or yeah. every day or once a week or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Like, come, like, I'm always That's a nice way to build community, too. And I've, yeah. I've always been about that. That's one of the things I'd like to do in our area is build more of a communal feeling, more of uh, this is our culture rather than, you know, this is the way it used to be versus this is the way we want it to be. I want it to be like, you know, this is our culture. In Idaho, we take care of each other. We bust our ass. We don't judge. All that kind of stuff yep. that you can feel from people in this in this state. I, I, I'd really like to build that, and as as well as like our fucking food culture, man. God damn, we need yeah. we need some food. So loving. you should have seen it when we were kids, because when we were kids, there was nothing. It really was just potatoes. Oh, back dude, then. dude. <laughs> and, and like now, like the amount of restaurants we do have here, but amount of restaurants uh, to some, well, we I, some I, good I, it's, it's a step up. It yeah. is. I totally see the growth, and I see the step up. I was here oh, 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and I've been a couple times, and I've seen the growth. I see it. It's just, we're at that beginning phase. You know when your kid's just starting to get stuff, right? And then they're telling lies about everything, but they're just repeating everything they hear. Yeah. Oh, I had a dragon, and oh, this and that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're in that phase. Idaho's in that phase of like, we're just telling lies because we've just found out that we have a voice. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, we're going to be California one day. This lady told me that. We're going to be just like California. And then other people are like, oh, we can barbecue just like these other people. And then these other people are like, oh, we can do this like somebody else. Yeah. And I would so much rather people be like, God damn, man, you should go to Boise if you want to try out some real barbecue. Yeah. Or if you want to find some really good food, Boise, for some reason, has it, you know? Yeah. Uh, not it, just food. Food is just a, uh, an expression I know, I know of that whole situation. Well, like, that's the, the upside of growth, right? Because mm-hmm. with growth, you do get better food spots. You get better coffee spots. I'm a big, I'm huge into coffee. Yeah, same here. We do, we do, we do have coffee. We, we do. Have good we have coffee. Some good coffee. And Dutch Bros, as funny as the, the, Two guys who opened up Dutch Bros. I believe they were brothers or they, they might were. have been. Bro- okay, brothers. So they split up. One of the brothers went to a small town in Texas called New Braunfels, which is where I lived. Mm-hmm. And he opened up three shops there that are called something else. I can't remember. And he got sued by Dutch Bros for really? copying their stuff. And when I was in Texas, that was my favorite coffee. It was so freaking delicious. Then came out here. And I was like, oh, this is like the same shit. This mm-hmm. is awesome. And then Googled it and found out what happened. And I was still like, for sure, we have amazing coffee here. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll give it that. I don't know if it trickles down from uh, Oregon and Seattle. But either way, we, we do we do have really good coffee. Well, like, yeah. And I don't, I don't bring guests on here to disagree with them and fight, but that's where I draw the line. Dutch Bros is garbage. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dutch, oh, dude, I hate Dutch, Dutch Bros. We, we, have, we, have trademarked the, we have trademarked the term that Dutch Bros is the keystone light of coffee. <laughs> It really well, is. I, another, I like them light baby beers too, man. When you're gonna drink forty beers, you need them light. For me, for me, it's too watered down. But the biggest thing about the actual coffee shop is the is, fucking conversation. Is when I pull up and they're jumping inside my fucking car. Uh, yes. Have you seen those those like videos on First social all, media where the girl yeah. sits in it? Yeah. No, totally. I I totally agree with that. I I just really there's two drinks there that I really like. I'm I'm a Kona coffee guy. Mm-hmm. It's like I I had my i never really had coffee growing up my dad used to drink black fucking nasty right folgers literally folgers black and 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 to him that was everything and it was so fucking gross the first time i had coffee and then i i had kona bean with like the right kind of cream and i was like jesus christ it's like having dessert it's mm-hmm. so good so for me it's it's all about like that kona flavor i love that almond stuff They've got several different ones of those over at Dutch Bros. I mean, what what is what do you consider better? Like the human bean? Or so actually shit? I don't like human no. bean either. So there's there's one right now, my favorite one locally is called Caffeina. Caffeina. Their coffee is so fucking rich. And I, I drink black coffee. Where, where's Caffeina? There's two locations. There's one on Overland, just past Cole, and then there's one down in Garden City. 
And but uh, but really, but their coffee is Overland really past Cole. Yeah, like if you Overland go, towards like if we went straight to Overland yeah. on Eagle, we'd hang a right. It, so or if, left. if you went down Overland east, if you took a right east. on Overland, so it's a right on. For Overland. you people that don't yeah. live here, sorry about this, but yeah. Anyways, go down. I'm trying to find some coffee yes. people. So if you, this is my favorite. This is where I buy my beans if I don't buy. And it. what is, it's called, cafeína. Cafeína. So if you go, if you were to go Eagle to Overland, take a right. Yeah. You head straight, go through Coal Road. Eventually, there's this overpass walking bridge that goes to an elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right by that. Okay, so it's it's like way past. It's right past Costco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and but there, but there is yeah. but there is better coffee than those places. There's also Dawson Taylor, par, which are Dawson like, Taylor. That's another. Yeah. It, they're a big. A lot of coffee shops here use their coffee. So, so downtown we have like Slow by Slow and that's Push true. and Pour. That's true. Well, so you're, both saying, better. you're saying all kinds of places I've never heard of, but those are like more hipsters. Style I, I, coffee th- shops. That's what I was gonna bring up. I've yeah. been to. I, I've been a coffee nut for a long, long time. Like, I mean, a long time. Not, probably not as long as you guys. If, if you've been drinking coffee your whole life. But I travel everywhere, so it feels like I got a lot of experience mm-hmm. with it. And I would, you know, for the last maybe eight to ten years, everywhere I would go, I would always find the best donut shop. Mm-hmm. And the best coffee place because I love donuts, man. Me Which too. Drives me nuts. We don't have any real good donuts here. Guru, Guru's good. Well, Guru's okay. So, Guru and for Gu- me. Guru might be towards the top. Guru. Country donuts is okay. Country yeah. donuts is the shit. So you right now, you don't want to know my favorite donuts. Albertson's Marketplace. Yes, <laughs> Albertson's Marketplace <laughs> so has true. the best donuts here. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but they're, they do. They do like the cinnamon rolls with the maple, yeah. and they're fresh. There's so a yeah. new one though, right over here on Overland Eagle, I guess, called Sweet Sensations. Haven't tried it yet, but I've heard good. It things. is good. Oh, really? Yeah. Overland Eagle. They're honest, also making a new Albertson's Marketplace right, right there. Yes, yeah. They so are. that's where they're. I'm just gonna walk every day, get my donuts, walk back, yeah. run it off. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm gonna hop on my scooter. Yeah, I'm gonna drive. So, anyways, I would travel everywhere and do coffee. And um, I, I would always, you know, you always f- hear about these places. Like the hipster places get the most publicity. They mm-hmm. get the most love. Yeah. Come downtown and, and, you know, don't wear deodorant, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, wear your $400 RC Terex jacket. And yeah. if, if you want to wait 45 minutes for your cup of coffee. <laughs> but what I found is that, you know, cold brew is probably my favorite style. I, I tend to get that more regularly. What I found, though, is almost all those hipster places that I've been to have the same taste in coffee. And it tastes, to me, like shit. It's, it's fucking terrible. Almost burnt. What, what, no, no, what it is, is I've, I've, and I started questioning people as I would travel, I would ask them, how long do you soak the beans? How mm-hmm. long, are not, you grind them and soak them, so you can call them soaked in beans, whatever. How long do you soak? And almost every single one of them was like, oh, we do it in the morning, so they soak for five hours. Fuck that. It's too long. That, no, it's too short. No, 24 hours, bro. Dude, oh, wait, no, 24 you're right, you're right, you're right. is good. If you can get it over eight, between eight and 12 is good. Even longer is better. But fuck, man, if you're doing five hours, on, on even on good coffee, I've done it myself in the house. I've done, you know, test it. Do my favorite bean, which is Kona, and I'll do Kona for five hours, and it tastes like fucking piss. Yeah, I just listened to a podcast with Evan from Black Rifle. Yeah, I do the Black Rifle cold brews, well, and I soak for 24 hours. He was talking about the Kona thing. Start. He was talking about Kona coffee, because all that, it's coffee from Hawaii, right? Yeah, right. But he was talking about how expensive Kona beans are. So expensive. Bro. Which I, I, I don't know. So I didn't know any about expensive. that. He, yeah. he just did a, you know how Andy Stump does the uh, full auto Fridays, it's just questions. Yeah. Him and Evan Hafer just did one. It was all coffee questions. Oh, yeah. cool. And it was, you actually, you need to listen to it, because he goes into detail about how to do the Chemex. Okay. Like detail, and that's what you use. But so let, let's pivot since we're we're getting longer yeah. into it. Something I, I want to talk about. I don't know if you're one of those guys who's going to be an asshole about this, but like I will. <laughs> when it comes to like training, because I know I know when people go up the ladder in strength, where it's uh, Olympic weightlifting, um, powerlifting, and strongman. Uh, that stop there. The top of the ladder is strongman. <laughs> Well, that's what I finished on that. Didn't yeah, I? yeah. Wait, I wait, wait a minute. You're, you're not, a, you're not a CrossFitter. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say. I, I, gonna I say. was doing CrossFit 15 years before CrossFit was invented, and well, we yeah. just called it football training. It's football training, exactly. And <laughs> but no, I like, I like CrossFit. People talk a lot of shit, but I think the idea of CrossFit's great. And, and to me, no matter what you're training, I'm always going to say if it gets you off the couch, it's good. Exactly. Of course, you should not be out there max snatching on day one. Any idiot should know that. And if you need me to tell you that, then you should probably just go do it and fuck your shit up so you can stop. Yeah. But for most common people, they understand that you need to work up to it and be safe. And us, I'm not the person to 
run around and be the fucking police officer of fitness, which a lot of people want to do because they get mad that CrossFit's really popular. Mm. And honestly, I'm not I'm not jealous of CrossFit. I'm happy people are off the couch. So. Well, yeah, for, well, for me, being a fat guy my whole life who didn't have any workout experience, CrossFit was my first go at weightlifting, and it was with Kevin. And for me, it was like, oh, I like this because it's almost a competition, and so it's fun, yeah. right? And I've never done any, like, strongman oh, yeah. shit, so maybe I'd like that too. But... It's, it's strongman and CrossFit have so much carryover. It's almost the same thing, especially people who aren't trying to be a professional strongman. Mm-hmm. You can have so much fun with strongman. Well, and I always enjoyed like yeah. in his CrossFit gym, we would do like yoke carries and yeah, stuff. And exactly. I never, I never did anything super heavy, but I enjoyed that stuff because it's exactly. unconventional. Mm-hmm. I, I always also like works you in all kinds of crazy ways. Oh, it's just like CrossFit, yeah. you, you you can't. Be prepared for everything in CrossFit. Yeah. You know, and, one, one and of my favorite. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I just want to, one of my favorite things that you used to implement for a warm up was when you do the partner with the med ball, uh-huh. and you'd run past each other, throw it to the next guy, run around him, he pass it to you. Yeah. I like that shit because it's, it's awesome. unconventional yep. and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a workout. It feels right. like you're having fun. That's like the same reason I like jujitsu. Pushing each other. My, yeah. fa- my favorite workouts are not friends they're not a barbell just like in the gym like i like being outside yeah. doing something getting fucking dirty because mm-hmm. that was maybe from deployments we were in rocks working out you well know you I mean? always implemented that type and of so stuff. we were always doing it like the fucking like the rocky two way was it rocky yeah, rocky two yeah right? we were hitting meat in the freezer just, and- yeah dude <laughs> but like you know and that's because i do have an eclectic personality in general so i, I like to implement everything into it because it's more fun and intriguing and I mean, and, and it depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to look like Daniel Craig and like fucking Casino Royale. Who's Daniel Craig? James, James Bond. Bond. Like ah, Casino Royale. The newest, James the Bond's most recent pussy. one. Yeah, no, Casino Royale is the first one he was <laughs> People in. People get so mad. I don't like I James Bond. But, I've, uh, there's only one James Bond for me. Well, who is and, it? And Sean Connery. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, would, I would go as far to say Sean Connery is acceptable. <laughs> but there's only, in my opinion, there's only been one James Bond. Does this have to do with Nintendo 64? Yes. <laughs> and every other one sucked. So, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Yeah. My, not even close, man. That's the only one I even liked. Dude, like, I, I can't even watch the other ones. GoldenEye 64? One of the best so video games I just put a time. bid. So I've been doing some auction stuff. There's an auction going right now. It closes out tomorrow. And I put a bid on an N64 <laughs> with like 3,000 games. Oh, shit. It says working four controllers, three thousand games, still in box. Well, I know right now the bid's at twenty two dollars. I know where me and Kevin are going to spend a weekend when Dude, you get that. <laughs> That's it. if you're trying to look like Daniel Craig after like Casino Royale, where he comes out of the water and he's his fucking Ranger panties essentially. Yeah, like for one, he's already a lean guy. He has good genetics, but what he did was go figure a low carb. It was like fifty percent protein, thirty percent <laughs> fat. Sorry. Just just a yeah. couple Mexican supplements. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, obviously, well, obviously, because he was training five days a week, and essentially was doing CrossFit. It was circuit training. It was bodybuilding circuit training. Wasn't that the same with uh, Gerard Butler when he did three hundred? Yeah. Well, I it, would I would go as far to say, there's nobody out there who can go five days a week of hardcore CrossFit training and not. They're on PEDs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I wanted to get to. That's why I come back around to that because for sure he was on that because five days a week of bodybuilding circuits which essentially is like crossfit but you know whatever yeah yeah. so i know a lot of guys like supersets is what we call them yeah and even when i was doing like trying to get more competitive in the powerlifting lifting it was four days of lifting is that the same as you like four days yeah it's four days big boys train four days normally um right now i have an injury so i've got a, a quarter tear on the front of my rotator cuff and i've got um about just under 40% tear on my rear rotator cuff and with a couple other little tears throughout just to spice things up. And um, because of that right now, I'm doing three days a week, but normally it's two or it's four. Sorry. Yeah. Normally it's four. We do like a upper body heavy, lower body heavy, um, back to a second upper body heavy with uh, dynamic accessories and then a full event day. Is the reason for two upper body days is, is your upper body uh, heals a lot faster. Your heart's closer to your arms and your traps and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. blood pumps out faster. You can train your upper body twice a week versus lower body once a week. Mm-hmm. If you're gacked out on all that crazy shit, you know, which, you know, a lot of guys who compete are, is it's easy to get away with. But um, if you are on all that stuff, you know, a lot of those guys will go five to even some of them do seven days a week. But that's that's so short lived. 
It's <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah I've, no longevity. I've been in the game for a while now. It, uh, there's been so many times guys have shown up and they're like, oh, shit, this is that new guy. Like, this guy's going to be the fucking guy. And then a month later, it's like, oh, no, he never going to lift weights again. So yeah, do, no do you know do you know how long you're going to be out with the tears you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, at the, at the moment. Um, so it, it, it's a day-to-day thing. I, I have a team and I've got people and I'm fucking paying out the ass just to make sure they tell me what to do. But um, right now, it is three to four weeks of nothing, followed by two months of no over the head, over over uh, 90 degree, so no overhead stuff. I can do bench and stuff like that, and I can do decline. I can do all like below my chest stuff as long as it's uh, lightweight and there's no pain. And then after that, then supposedly I'll be good to go. It's um, it's up in the air though. I, <laughs> the I I've been rough on myself, so I'm gonna do the smart thing and I'm gonna take it slow. I'm gonna make sure that everything's good to go before I push it. And um, and in, in all actuality, it's very possible that I'll I'll end up uh, you know, even missing more time than has been allotted me just mm-hmm. to be just to be secure and safe. I'm at the point in my career where I'm looking at two, three more world strongest man, you know, battles. And to me, it's so much more important for those fights to to be strong, to look good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be one of those guys who ends up being helped off and you know, ends his career being at the bottom. You know, I want I want to go out on my shield. Yeah, no one likes to see that in any sport. Right, yeah. where a guy's he's way past his prime and still still trying to go. Yeah, and it's, so I'm trying to finesse that. I'm trying to finesse that, and I do have plenty left in the tank. It's not like I feel like I should need leave now. It's just I want to leave before the tank's empty. Mm-hmm. And it's it, my my two of my biggest fears. One is, you know, sticking around too long and and uh, ruining my legacy. And the other is, is dying like that, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to die that way either. You know, I live my whole life on my feet. That's the way I want to go out. So, yeah. Um, and so when you're when you're finished with that, is there still going to be part of you that's pushing at that tempo? Or are you going to, like, maintain yourself at, like, an 80% of that tempo? You, you, tempo as far as, like, workout? Or are you talking about my mentality? No, the mentality. I hope the hope doesn't change. Never. Yeah, I I've mean, been this way since I was fucking twelve. Yeah. No, I would. I would rather see your your mentality not change. I yeah. mean, just Style overall volume. Training. Overall volume. Yeah. Uh, the volume will be there, but it will be so different. You know, because like I'm not doing a ton of volume right now. Right. I'm doing heavy, hard, lots of rest. Destroy your fucking self. Lay on the floor. Destroy yourself. Take a nap. Destroy yourself. That kind of fucking training. Okay. And um, it, it's like powerlifting with a ton of movement. You know, it's yeah. like tons of cardio involved as well. And as soon as I'm done with strongman, I'll I'll do the training that I want to do. I want to I want to look good with my fucking shirt off. I, I want to fucking feel good. I want to survive when the fucking zombie comes. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff that I want to do. I want to I want to train like that. So. That's I, honestly, I cannot wait to do that. I'll, I'll probably drop a hundred pounds and, and feel a whole lot better. Yeah, let, carrying around less on your frame. Yeah, yeah. Be so uh, I guess we can end with with this. I hear a rumor that you're starting up a podcast. Yes. So, so if you want to tell our listeners about that, so they can check it out. Right. Tell well, them, what's they, it called? When are you doing it? Oh, if they enjoy stuff. sexually explicit material. <laughs> from... Check out his OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, Oh yes, but uh, yeah, I, I'm getting working actually. We've been getting a lot of help from the boys here, and um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. I've I've always um, knew that I was going to have one. I just didn't know exactly when it was going to come together. I used to do a podcast, and it was great, but the person I used to do it with uh, lived far away, so it just didn't work out. Mm. This one will be out, and it'll be out this week. Mm-hmm. It'll be out, and it's called Mad Ramblings with Robert Oberst. Um, I, it's called Mad Ramblings because that's literally what it is. It's going to be me talking about 
my crazy thoughts and stuff. And uh, basically, we're going to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of strength. You know, talk a little bit about current events, talk about, you know, my perspective on things and uh, whatever I'm interested in. You know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I kind of shaped it after those podcasts where, you know, I want it to be entertaining. I want you to take something from it, but I, 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 I'm going to be me. Like it's, it's, it'll never be a podcast where down the road, all of a sudden you hear me like catering to some weird shit or acting and like, you know, telling you to do something, you know, that I'm not about like, it'll never ever be mm-hmm. that. It'll always, it'll always be a reflection of who I am. And so, uh, you know, that's what it is. Mad ramblings with Robert Oberst and it'll be out everywhere this week. Yes, sir. And I just started the editing process on your first one. I think people are going to like it. Yeah. Really he, he told me it was a little bit too much nudity. Um, I'm pretty sure I said there wasn't enough, but you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Well, dude, like yeah. you said, we gotta we still gotta do our OnlyFans with making pancakes naked, but <laughs> nice. with Rob on there too, it's like, dude, it's like, oh man, I don't sexier. know. That, flipping over hot batter with with stuff hanging out. Can we do waffles? <laughs> Can we do waffles? <laughs> it's so lame. I have a, I have a Mickey Mouse waffle maker. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. But yeah, dude. Yeah, we can end it so you can get on your way. But I appreciate you coming. Yeah, and doing I know this. you said you had to go see your favorite person, Joe Biden, at the airport. <laughs> yeah, man. I got a bunch of stuff to do, man. I've been <laughs> running all over. I'm, it's funny, is like I'm more messed up now. I've been doing housework, right? Because I've been off, so I, I've got I cut my finger in half almost. Jesus. I busted my my big toe, my right foot down the middle, and then yesterday I busted up my left foot in like three spots. <laughs> So I've got a torn shoulder, my left hand, my right foot, and my left foot are all fuckered up. Well, quit fucking hurting yourself. <laughs> I, it's because I wear, I walk around barefoot, and I'm fu- my boss is cool, bro. Is, is he? Yeah. <laughs> he I, heard, I, heard he's, I heard he's a big motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Well, I appreciate you coming on and doing this, and we got to do. We'll, we'll do it again one of these Thanks days. Thanks for having us, guys. Yes, sir. I like to imagine my boss like in a tuxedo t-shirt.